0: Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Carl's back. What up? Jeff's back. Hey there. Silent Ron's back. Hello. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but we have a movie star in our presence. Big Mike's back.
1: How you doing? (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) You want to tell that story real quick before we get on? with other?
1: So, when I was in the Marine Corps, and I was in the Marine Corps from 94 to 98... They uh, they came on to Camp Lejeune and they used my my unit in a movie called The Jackal with Richard Gere and Bruce Willis and a very very young Jack Black and Sydney Portier. rest in peace and uh, so the scene that I was in you can actually see the side of my head <laughs> yeah. so that's my uh, that's my claim to fame so <laughs> last night we <laughs> I said something about it and everybody was like oh right so. I, I put the movie on and <laughs> showed him. <laughs>
0: I go on and watch that tonight.
2: Yeah. I just Googled it, <laughs> so I remember. <laughs> I bet
0: that's on my fire stick. <laughs> he could probably tell you the time stamp. That yeah, has. I think
3: it's located. No, let me figure it out. No, let's <laughs> let okay. a, <laughs> a game. All right, we'll report back. Yeah, next week. Yeah, yeah.
1: Now you got to do you have to remember. I got homework. It's it's a young. Thin, me. Fair so it's, right. <laughs> with <laughs> hair, a little, a little bit of hair. A little bit of <laughs> okay. hair. Military haircut, obviously. But,
3: yeah. That'd be fun. Where's Big
0: Mike? <laughs> our Bible verse this week is Matthew 19, 26. This is the ESV version. But Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So our topic tonight... It's basically like a mission statement, I think, is don't give up. Whatever that looks like, apparently to me in 2019 of the first of November, it was don't give up being in the spot that I was in spiritually because I was like a fairly new follower again at that time. So my Bible knowledge wasn't up to par, according to me. So I was trying to feed everything in, and I wasn't getting a lot of stuff. Right, like we've all talked Amen. about. I, I yearned, I yearned for that knowledge, but I just wasn't the sponge to accept it yet or fill it, whatever. Right. Since looking at my notes again, this could be anything. Like, don't give up if you lost your job. Nope. You lost a spouse. Your spouse is sick. You lost a kid. You know, there's tons of different ways to not give up. And I know, like, Jeff was a coach just like I was. You have those speeches, those encouragement speeches that can go any direction, right? Mm -hmm. For all things that I just mentioned. Yep. But sometimes you go the, well, Mr. Rogers route we'll say where they just need some coddling and help push along right and then sometimes you go the william wallace way where you know that voice of encouragement you know
1: yeah, to fire you fires and them up send you into battle right
0: mm-hmm. now also on the flip side of that most people think that they might need the mr rogers Approach when, in all honesty, they might need that William Wallace approach. So it's just how. Right. And how do you not give up?
1: Well, and I think on the flip side of that, too, in our walks, sometimes it comes across sometimes when we talk to people or try to um, help them through a situation. Like we're saying, you just need to do this more. Like you just need to trust in God more. You just need to pray more. You just need to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's, it, it's not to say they're not doing enough, but of course, us as humans, I would say probably nine times out of ten, that's the way that they hear it from somebody who's coming at them from a, from a Christian standpoint.
3: Right. Let's be real. Most of the time when somebody's dealing with an issue like that or anything, they don't need advice. Mm -hmm. Right, we like to give advice and tell them this is what you should do. You should do this. You should do that. And maybe those things work for you, but maybe they don't work for them. Usually, what we need is hope.
1: Mm -hmm. Hope is a very
3: powerful thing. I think we underestimate how powerful that really is. There's a reason it's emphasized so much throughout Scripture in both testaments. Right? Mm -hmm. They did an experiment, and I'm not advocating for this experiment they did because it's pretty barbaric. (laughs) Yeah, but bear with me. All right, at Harvard they did an experiment with mice. Right, And so the first phase of it, they, would, they, would, they filled a beaker up with water. And they put the mouse into the beaker of water and forced it to tread. There was no way out of the beaker, and it was either, it was either tread or die. right? Sink or swim. Sink or swim. <laughs> Fifteen minutes is all it took for the mice to give up and just sink and drown. Fifteen minutes. So the next phase, they took a, a fresh set of mice, put them in, and just before when they got to that 15-minute mark, just before they were going to sink, Because it was on average, they all would, around 15 minutes, they'd pull them out, they'd dry them off, they'd let them rest, then they'd put them back in again. You know how long it took the mice to sink and drown the second time? 60 hours. Went from giving up in 15 minutes to 60 hours. And the only difference between the two was they had hope. They believed that at some point somebody was going to reach into the water and pull them back out again. Right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's all we really need.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: No, right? More for, so I, than I, I advice. you treading for 60 hours. <laughs> <No>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 15 minutes <laughs> might be pushing <laughs> yeah. it <in> for me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Great point, though. I mean, yeah, that's, that's real eye opening. <laughs> because. <I'm sorry. laughs> you all right? You got a little. Sounded like right. you were laughing for a second. I was like, <laughs> Have hope. <After> the,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait. Hold on, Ron. So right.
1: where, where did we turn, brother? <laughs>
2: <laughs> to go along with that, maybe a soft heart. Helps to helps you keep that hope. Mm-hmm. You know, oftentimes we have a hard heart, and if it's not our way, it's quick to
0: give up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. your heart is hard. Well, it's kind of like I was talking about last week with the puzzle that didn't have the box. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't see that end goal. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Like there is no end goal, so you might put that puzzle together and just have the outside edge, and then the little connecting pieces the easy pieces and then you can't fit any more pieces together so you just tear it all apart and put it back in the ziploc bag just because you don't see or the house in the field or
2: yeah the big picture Yeah. yeah
0: yeah i think along the big picture lines is maybe also we focus so
2: much on what we want instead of like you know God's in this for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're not supposed to figure out how to analyze scripture because say Carl's supposed to be into your life to help you figure that out.
0: Right. You mm-hmm. know, and
2: maybe that helps Carl do something or, or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. in the big picture of yeah. things, it's, it's more than just about us. And yes, that's hard for Jeff to, <laughs> Jeff <laughs>
1: is saying <laughs> that.
0: <laughs>
1: that,
2: but it's true. Yeah. yeah. Self-awareness yeah. is a huge
1: thing. Yeah. Don't discount that. Honestly. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you know, to to be able to say I'm not where I want to be on anything for for a guy, and especially when you talk about somebody who is competitive and things like that, like Ronnie, yeah, <laughs> Ronnie and Silent Ron, and yeah. Carl's got a little nudge in. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean honestly, it is because I think, and we've talked about it before. Um, you know, with don't discount the things that are that you are trying to get better with. Right. You know, because it's not being a braggart, and it's not being out of out of line to be proud of those things. Because otherwise, what are you what are you what are you striving for? If you're not striving to be a better person, then you know, and to be a better person in Christ, then what are you what are you doing any of it? Right. I mean, because that's the ultimate goal—is you want that relationship, and you want to be better in Christ and everything, and not just learning the Scripture. Because you know, let's face it—we know most. If you've ever met an atheist, they probably know the Bible better than you do, and they can quote everything at you.
2: Hands down, I got a really good friend that's an atheist, and yeah, we don't get into Bible talk like that because he'll smoke me every time. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Every
1: time. Right. But I, I can almost guarantee you, though. More time now, than we nine, talk that's all, all his stuff that he does know is out of context.
2: Oh, uh, well, you yeah, know? yeah. I mean, I mean so, for someone Bible smart, could probably fight that fight, but I'm not that uh, guy, right, right? I fight that fight me with with, with <laughs> faith and what Jesus Christ has done for me and examples okay. of that. And like, Jesus is real, I there's no doubt about it because yeah. of real life experiences, there's nothing else that explains it, yeah, right. But um, as far as like actual scripture
3: decoding and fighting that
2: fight, that's not Jeff. It's it's not not wrong. No.
3: Either. Well, that's the difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge, right? I was talking with a friend earlier, earlier this evening about, you know, h- how I was before my encounter with him and after. And head knowledge wasn't the difference, right? I've always been faithful to a degree, mm-hmm. right? I've always been seeking knowledge, you know, and, and the knowledge base is, I'm not bragging, but it's been there. You know what I mean? i studied it out. Mm-hmm. That didn't equate to a relationship, mm-hmm. right? I right. thought it did. I deluded myself into believing I was I was there because I had the knowledge. But until I had until he knocked me on my back, forced me to look up and I had that encounter with him and that transformation moment from the inside out, it you know, that was the point that the head knowledge turned into a heart knowledge or, or linked together, I yeah, should right. say. Where they, where the head knowledge met the heart knowledge and it became meaningful. That, Does that make right. sense? Yeah. yeah, it's
1: like you said. The 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 head knowledge doesn't doesn't translate automatically into a relationship.
3: No, and not even close.
1: That's a huge difference because that's you know he wants that relationship and everything and he wants to move forward and like Ronnie you had given the thing about Willie Mullah, so I just wanted to say I used to think that in, if I went to church that's how I needed to be preached to mm-hmm. I needed somebody to fire me up for God mm-hmm. and if that wasn't the case then it's not they're not speaking to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and as I grew to realize, obviously that's not true. A, and then what I need is I need somebody who just speaks truth. Then it's when I finally got it right and finally found somebody by the grace of God. You know, I mean, on, honestly, you know, because I could have sat another twenty years where I was and
0: been comfortable,
1: been right? Com- yeah, yeah. Because again, yeah. like we've talked about, that's easy. Yeah. Checking in boxes is easy. yep Dig it in walking with trying to you know in any way shape or form even though you know you're not going to do it make up for anything that you've ever done you know or try to live up to jesus's standards is you know that's that's what you should be doing it's not you know
0: yeah And, and like i'll even this is how i linked them together okay so bear with me i'm like Dr. Ken on The Mass Singer or whatever. It takes me a minute to get there. But, so Abraham and Sarah had faith, like Mr. Rogers say, Mm -hmm. where it was quiet. God told them they were going to have kids, even though they were dusty Mm -hmm. and old, and they didn't kick and scream or anything. Like, like Sarah might have had the lack of faith, but, or, I shouldn't say lack of faith, but not as much as Abraham had, mm-hmm. right? God prevailed, right? Oh, absolutely. Gave him kids. Then on the other hand, you have the writer of Hebrews. And if you look at Hebrews, that's pretty much a William Wallace, like... You have people in, in despair. You have people with without hope. And the whole thing, I think it's Hebrews 10, 11, or 12, somewhere around there, is that William Wallace speech.
3: Yes, it got check.
0: Yeah. And it's like... Where are you guys at? What are you doing? This is what we need to be doing. Suck it up. You know, the whole coach's speech. Mm -hmm. When it hit me like that, then I was like, oh, we got to talk about that. Because I wasn't even planning on going here this route on this episode. Because, like I said, it was more about where I was at two, three years ago when I wrote it down in the journal. Mm -hmm. But I know other people could be there. And it doesn't matter what it is. It could be falling on the ice <laughs> and losing determination to go to the gym. Well, I already took a trip. I already worked out. <laughs> I don't need to go. It's It's the determination. That's the spark. Whether you see that big picture and that end goal for yourself, or somebody comes along and either listens to you or encourages you, like Mr. Rogers, like William Wallace, and get you fired back up and have determination again. And spiritually, for me, that's kind of like what the conferences do for me. Not so much this year because we've had the podcast all year, right? Right? But before it was before the podcast, before everything else, it was like fire twelve feet high, charging hell with a water pistol, doing it, mm-hmm. and then a couple of months. Six months go in And that 12 foot fire goes to like Two foot fire And then we go to an event Whether it was a conference Or whatever And then all of a sudden boom
1: back
3: up. back up to 12 feet again mm-hmm. <clears throat> He wants us moving Right, yeah. this part, you know, repeatedly says, he tells us to seek after him, mm-hmm. right? And that means moving in his direction. That's multifaceted, right? That's, you know, it's how you live, it's how you treat others, it's, it's learning about him, it's seeking his will for your life. You know, it's a multifaceted thing, but mm-hmm. different stages in different people's lives, getting them to move is going to require a different approach, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Sometimes it's just that, that inspiration, like you're talking about. Sometimes it's taking your comfort away. And I'll be honest, most times for me it's taking my comfort away. Yeah, me too. Yeah, he's got to make me pretty uncomfortable to get me to move sometimes. I'm not proud of that. It's not boast. Yeah. But it's the reality. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And I think if we go out on the limb, I would say it's probably most of us. Yeah. It's- I don't
1: think it's a very big limb. I mean, I just think it, it. it is just most of us. I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's we get too compliant. In our lives, and you know, everything's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be at that point in time, your relationship with God, your relationship with your wife, your relationship with your kids, and just on and on. You know, to where then it's all of a sudden, you know, why aren't the kids coming by? Right. You know, why aren't the kids calling? Right. You know, why didn't the wife want to hold my hand right now? Or you know, or why does she not want to? Why don't? When's the last time we really talked? You know, what? and stuff like
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: no, yeah. I mean, I've been there. I mean, and you guys know how I feel about my wife. I mean,
0: yeah, sickeningly, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I do. I mean, I love the heck out of her, that woman, and we had those fights. You know, really, this is what you know. This is what you want to do. This is what you want to take your, you know, time to do, and and whatever. You know, mm-hmm. just stupid stuff, and you just get compliant because you're like. He'll always be there. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Same thing with God, because I know I've done it, you know? My Bible's not going anywhere, right? That Bible's mm-hmm. not going to open right. you know? And I told myself a long time ago, I want to have the kind of faith that when you look at my Bible, you're like, that thing's messed up. That dude needs a new one. And you're like, oh, no, this is right where I need it, <laughs> Yeah. you know? You're
0: right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so. You don't need that Bible to be like that brand new car you want it to be the 30 year old junker right you you want it to smell like like
1: sweat and tears you don't want it to smell brand new you
0: know at at a conference I've been to to, I think Jeff you were there too the pastor that was speaking his Bible was used so much that the oil from his hand stained his sheets yeah uh, his pages yeah wow yeah yeah true story and and, it's amazing and I know that there were some people in attendance that was like, oh, yep, it's time for a new one. But me, I was
3: like, I want my Bible to look like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think a takeaway from that is he was using it that much and into it that much because he couldn't get to a, a, a place of perfect understanding of it. Yeah, right. right. You, know, you talked at the beginning about how you, you, were, you were frustrated that you didn't have that Bible knowledge that, that you thought you should have. And I suspect that, my, that I thought my friends around me had, and that was what I was getting ready to say. I suspect there was a there was a measure of comparing yourself to others, and yeah. that led you to think that you were lacking, so you were trying to get to their level yeah. and that's a, that's a problem yeah. that's, that's where we get to the point where that don't give up attitude's not a good thing, because right. that's a two sided coin too. you know Pharaoh had a don't give up attitude, he didn't want to lose. That wasn't a good thing. Right. He was a stubborn pagan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. It, you know, when we're, when we're comparing ourselves to others and trying to measure up to where they're at or where God has them at their place in their life, we're setting ourselves up for a stumble. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and those people don't have a perfect understanding. They just have, you know, the understanding they have at the point that they're at. Right. Right? I, I think the, the understanding thing, God gives us all the, all the understanding we need to be saved. In Scripture, right? And it's pretty simple. I think he right. gives us a little bit more to spur us on, mm-hmm. right? To spur us on to continue moving and seeking Him. You're never going to get that full understanding because that keeps you moving. Right. You and I have talked before about, like, and it's something that I'm kind of fascinated with. It's, it's a writing technique, right? And it's called the Unifying Theory of 2 plus 2. Yeah. Okay? And I, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and I love this, and I think, I think it's something that God uses, In scripture, so this might make sense in a second, hopefully. But what the technique says is that you get to keep the to keep the reader interested in your story. You don't treat them like they're stupid, right? You give them two plus two. You give them all the information that they need to arrive at the sum total four for the story, but you never explicitly tell them four. You give them two, and you give them two, and you let them figure it out on their own, and it keeps them engaged. I think God does that a lot in the Word. I think there's a lot of instances where you see Him give us two and two, but never explicitly tell us four, especially when it's not necessarily a salvational issue, because it keeps us engaged. Mm -hmm. It keeps us seeking, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Seeking the answer, seeking Him. Right. But that can go off the rails. If we don't have that properly, if we don't properly bridle that seeking attitude, we can start seeking in places we shouldn't be. Right. Right? Yeah. Mythologies and extra biblical texts yeah. and, 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 and extra asking, books of the Bible. Extra books. Asking questions that we maybe shouldn't be asking. <laughs> your four becomes three plus I say, one. Are exactly. you that in
4: Mike's exactly. face you throwing that in my face? No, I was though. throwing that in Mike's face. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just asked the other That's day interesting. No.
2: I never thought of that.
0: But yeah, that's super true. Yeah.
4: Um, and a you're lot of your.
0: And, mm-hmm. and it's not just in the, in the Bible. I mean, obviously it's awesome there. Right. Way awesome. But, like, even movies do that. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. yeah. Good ones, nice too.
0: Good ones. Yeah. yeah.
1: Because. Well, it was like last night with our, Bible, well, our small group Bible study, going through judges. You go know, through, and basically, you're kind of going through the, all the same stories. Mm-hmm. You know? There wasn't a leader. People went crazy. They we got a leader. It? And similar. Then, yeah. And then last night, it was totally off the rails to where I got done listening to it, and I had read it earlier in the day and everything like that. And I was like, is anybody else confused? Because this is like. What the heck, you know, I mean because it was I mean just you know it was just there because it seemed like there was in this particular chapter like there was no glorifying of God. You yeah. know, it was talking about taking, you know, like it was Judges 19. Yeah, Judges 19. You're so. talking you know talking about the the um going into uh Dan or the creation of Dan, I guess it should say and, yeah. and taking over the um the false gods and stuff and taking them in almost like accusatory and being like oh look at these false gods that they've made but then they put them in the in the front of everything that they do so then they're like encompassing that and you know and taking and
0: they didn't like what was happening in old dan so they took their gods and their imagery and went and started a new place and called it Dan. Yeah. So like,
1: <laughs> yeah. So it was. It was just you, you know what I mean. So you go through eighteen chapters or whatever, and it's kind of the same story, different different characters and different mm-hmm. you know outcomes. And then, but at the same time, you're also thinking all that time. How 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 often do you need to be reminded, people? Mm-hmm. I mean, how much how much time, how many times do you have to know that you're supposed to be following God, right? But you're still falling off, right. and you you know, mm-hmm. and then you just go well. <clears throat> Right. How many times have I done that? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, how, how many times have I done that this week?
0: How many times, you know? I mean,
1: honestly, you know, because
0: how many times I throw in a towel or take my ball and go home, right, right, yeah, and just keep doing the same thing that I was doing, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's all about the encourage the encouragement, mm-hmm. I think, and the determination whether you yourself have enough willpower to keep that determination like like what you're going through now mm-hmm. like that's amazing uh, i'm telling you right now even if i had a green lantern ring i wouldn't have that willpower <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah that's definitely good right <laughs> but hopefully there'd be people there to give me encouragement right and pick me up when i fall mm-hmm. which We've all done that anyways. Right. Yeah. 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 And
1: that's, I mean, that's a huge thing. And we've talked about that I don't know how many times, you know, make sure you're surrounding yourself with the right people. If Mm -hmm. not, get rid of those relationships. Mm -hmm. Whomever they are. I mean, and and that's not easy to say. I mean, because we know of people who had to distance themselves from their mothers. Yeah. You know, from their fathers, from their siblings, from you know friends that they've had twenty, thirty years, because they just they were not the people that they needed around them to help feed their lives, right? To be able to put them in the right direction to say, hey, something's going on. We need to right this ship, right? And how yeah. can I help? How can I be there? Uh, you know, I mean, it, it that's such a huge thing, you know that that. I I mean, I can't even begin to explain it. Right.
2: That was on my mind this morning. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. yeah, Your post. I saw that. Mm -hmm. It's
2: not about the size of the circle.
3: It's about the loyalty that's in it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. I believe we see we see that with Manasseh King Manasseh. It's a little bit of a penny because we're not told that, but it, his account it's given in two Chronicles thirty three. His how evil he was. He sacrificed his own children to the false gods, engaged in sorcery, mm-hmm. witchcraft. Every 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 evil stone you could unturn to tick God off. He was un, he was he, he was, was in turning it, it over. <laughs> but then you know it says that God sent the prophets over and over again to warn him. He wouldn't listen. But then he God sent him to Assyria, right and captivity, sent him to the dungeon, right? And that's when he humbled himself. He humbled his heart, pled to God, and God was moved by his prayer of humility and forgave and restored him. So, And For one thing, it's an awesome picture of how far God will go to restore somebody, even as evil as oh. that. Oh, yeah. if, if he can restore the backslidden Manasseh, there's nobody listening to this. is so far away from God that he can't reach out to pull you back, right? right. Amen. Right. Yeah. But my takeaway is he never, he was warned repeatedly. He, he grew up in the household of his father, Hezekiah, who was righteous. So he learned from him right? He was sent the prophets repeatedly to warn him who were righteous. He didn't listen to them. When he was in the palace, surrounded by his buddies and surrounded by the other Baal worshippers. he wasn't listening to God. God had to take him out of those circumstances and away from those people and throw him into an Assyrian prison cell before he'd look up and listen to just God. God took the other voices away is essentially mm-hmm. what he did and left him only God's voice. It was removed, the only voice left. Remove the distraction. Yes, yeah. and I think it highlights the importance of what you're talking about, Mike. Yeah. You know, so If you're surrounding yourself with godless, wicked people, don't delude yourself into believing that you can put up a barrier and, and shield all that wicked noise out. Mm-hmm. You can't. At some point, it's going to start bleeding through. Mm-hmm. You've got to remove yourself in that situation. Right. All right. That's good. On your notes, Jeff, you got anything to add
0: up until this point of our conversation?
2: Um, I got a—well, as well, it's an on-topic situation, but it's a real-life thing that I kind of had a little trouble with that we can beat around a little bit if we got some time. Go for it. Um, the difference between your will and God's will with the don't give up <laughs> mm-hmm. attitude. So, like, in my situation— I knew when I wanted to get into the insurance part of the business world, like a new farmer's insurance was the right path for me. Um, after prayer and and just real life stuff that came about that felt God led, you know, my district managers was a, a good Christian guy. The district office was solid. Um, you know, we had good religious conversations a lot. Um, so, it felt right from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. So, when the time came after several years of being a farmer's insurance agent, and I was toying around with leaving that company, um, I almost felt like I was giving up, per se. And and I was really battling, do I leave farmer's insurance and go independent, or do I just stick it out? You know, Because I don't lose well, okay. <laughs> and... <laughs> Well, it's, it's a shock. And I so I couldn't see that one at all. Is that losing or am I just redirecting the business, playing a different avenue? And I fought that for eighteen months. I fought that. And finally it took a conversation with a another gentleman that I ended up going a route with that um, was real Christian based. He's a deacon at his church and I kind of partnered with them on the independent side and they were going to help me with the transition and it felt very God-led and I knew that it was time. Mm-hmm. But, like, I really fought that uh, because, like, is it God's will or is it my will type of thing, yeah, you know? No. And, um, and I got no, like, I know it was the right decision looking back and I think the time was right. Like, I think it all played out the way it was supposed to be. But during that transition, you know, Jeff wants answers. Right. Mm-hmm. And that 18-month period was tough. And funny thing is, it's about, it started about the time that you wrote that in your journal, ironically. Oh, yeah. I kind of was thinking in my mind, you know, different topic, but that's when, when it really started coming, you know, the, the
0: idea of maybe leaving farmer's insurance came about. Um, so anyway. That was about the time I had my heart attack, and I really didn't over-exert anymore, so I had a lot of time to dig oh, in. Right. For me, that's, right. that's when that oh, was.
2: Yeah, so when when I read that topic, that's the first thing that came to my mind is because I almost still at times think I gave up. I mean, but then I, then I get redirected. I'm okay. Like, I know I didn't give up, and I, I know that I made the right decision. But um, I don't know. The devil works on you, you know, yeah. at times. Yeah, well, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just something that I think I could probably use other examples in life as well, but that's the big one that came to my mind when I thought of, you know, don't give up and... You know, at what point do you want to win so much yourself that it's not God's will anymore? You know, we kind of talked about that mm-hmm. a little bit earlier because, like, in the big picture, there's lots of people involved, not just you. And, and you right, know, I don't, right. we don't need necessarily to go down that path again. But that's something that I struggle with sometimes is yeah. recognizing God's will versus my will. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I have that struggle. So yep. I think we all have that struggle if we're honest with ourselves, yeah, to be honest.
1: Because yeah. I'm like you. I, I want the big flashing sign. Yeah. You know, when I say, God, I need, I need your help and I want your direction. I want that big flashing to go this way, this way, not, you know, not the the subtle thing that it that it probably is that's right. coming from him. Right. You right. know, because I just want...
3: Or the answer you're you not know. getting. Right. right. You, know, that would, you yeah. know, if I would Thank highlight you. one thing out of what you said, you said you wanted answers. Yeah. Right? And I think we all do. Right? Yeah, right. But sometimes his answer is, I'm not ready to give you an answer. Yeah. And that was in my case. Yeah. And, know, was was case. Yeah. and
2: yeah. there were so many temptations to go different directions during this time frame that looked appealing and looked right. <clears throat> in one direction in particular, I know I would have killed it. Like monetarily, I've been doing way better than I am we're doing good now, but like I'd be doing way better. Yeah. But that direction was so it, it would have led my personality and my faith the wrong way. Like it the the way that direction was all about arrogance and all about um, look-at-me, look-at-me, look-at-me approach. And, like, Jeff would have probably not been a very good Christian had he went that way. Uh, and maybe, but then on the other hand, maybe I should have went that way because it, it would open up an, an opportunity for some ministry, too. But I'm not strong enough at this point to go that route. You know, for me, I'd have fell into their world more than i would have changed them to mine so like i know i made the right decision so
1: let me ask Uh, you this is when when you had that temptation can you look back now and see that there was something god led that put you in the direction you're in
2: yeah i married her
1: okay (laughs) fair enough
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How many times does that happen
2: around the state? I mean <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, you in know all honesty, I mean? like I run a lot of my when I overthink things or I'm struggling with stuff, like I run a lot of that through her and I'm very blessed with her um like her her faith is very strong. It's it's a lot stronger than she gives her well. She shouldn't give herself credit for, it, but then she realizes, right. like she doesn't think it is, but mm-hmm. it is. Like her faith is strong, oh, yeah. and oh, I yeah. lean on that a lot, a whole lot. Oh, yeah. I'm very I'm, blessed for that. I'm there with you, I, with my wife,
0: not with yours. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. No offense. I like your wife and everything. <laughs> I just did to put that It
0: was like, <laughs> well, thank the Lord that he didn't go to the way of arrogance because yeah. <laughs> you have yours.
2: Well, and I think, yeah, because in in all honesty, like I fight that anyway. Like I ride that line of confidence and arrogance. I know, big surprise, but yeah, I I have to watch that, and I have to keep that in check. And luckily, I got people in my life to help me keep that in check. But yeah, had I went that way, it would have been out of control. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like I know it would have. So I I know I made the right decision. But where the devil sure tempts you, he throws it out there, and a lot of it is green
1: mm, let's go. he knows what your biggest temptation is, yeah, you know what i mean yeah. and and it you know you you know that oh, And yeah. you lived that before you know right. when you were yeah, working, before right. you know, and stuff like that, and that's I think that's the the biggest thing and, and all of us have something mhm- yeah. i mean honestly yeah, i mean whether it's the it's drinking, whether it's drugs, whether it's money, whether it's you know.
0: Keeping up with the Joneses.
1: I'm right? sorry, yoga pants. If whatever it is, <clears throat> yeah. you know what I mean. I mean, there's always something that's.
2: Is that on your bucket list?
1: Devils trying to, you know, pull your your eye away.
2: Was that your You're goal this weightless thing to wear yoga? <laughs> no. <laughs> no,
1: I didn't mean that like that. Uh, trust me, I don't care what weight I am, you don't want to see me in yoga back. <laughs> oh, <It's> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
2: this is supposed to be PG. See?
1: I, I'm just I'm just saying, you know, there's something to take always take your eye off of God. Right. And you know, and and, and that's always the devil, but it's also us. Letting it happen.
0: Well, and that's the thing. Like you said it, so I'm gonna full. I'm gonna go back to it for a second before we flip a different gear. But mine sometimes is keeping up with the Joneses type thing. Mine, absolutely is, yeah. right. Like I used to be horrible. I, Mike about that. Mike gets a new game. We'll say a video yep. game, right? And then it's like, well, why didn't I get it? Yeah. I wish I could do it. Yeah. You know, the, I got to keep myself in check a lot of the times no matter I mean obviously it's a video game and whatever but With no matter how small or how big it is right oh, yeah. like oh Mike's got a cool tumbler wish I
3: could have had it yeah. of course he has one why don't I have one
0: you know it's pretty cool
3: it's always something it never ends it never ends once you get that thing then there's somebody else that has the next thing you need and And I I think that is I think that's why finally
2: I got in check with that because the reality is that you know there was a point in my life where I was like it doesn't matter what they have because if it's not them it's them or it's them or like Mm -hmm. so like I used to have a bad struggle with that but Mm -hmm. but to be honest anymore I really
1: don't I I used to be the same way I had it with my brother because when when whenever we would talk, it would be about... And and he's different now, so don't get me wrong, but it was about all this new stuff he got.
0: And, all the I mean, things. Yeah,
1: right. right. And, and, I mean, like I said, the devil still hits you, even if you think you're beyond it, because I know, like, when small group, everybody was getting new cars, I'm like, oh, I want a new car. i never had a new car. I you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, wait a dang minute. You know what? Good for them. I'm happy for them. I don't need this. Not that, you know... I'm not saying that's how they felt as far as, oh, I need this or anything like that. But I mean, honestly, just to say, proud of them for the fact of being able to do it and happy for them because they probably didn't need that or whatever, but. That's just not... I don't need to be jealous of it. I'd just be happy for it. Well, I wasn't. Because yeah. it
2: was during a financial study. That <laughs> <laughs> you were needed that spirit. That's and ironically,
0: you were sure. a lot of our insurance agents, so yeah, that, we had to go to you. Was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
2: couldn't believe that. He, he, I'm leading a he, financial a, <laughs> Bible study in small group, and like 12 people buy new
3: cars. <laughs> he says... Where did I leave you? He said, do not ever, ever ask me to do a lawyer. marriage one. Do not yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody be <laughs> <a> divorced. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Like what are they I could not believe all within like a week?
1: Yeah. And that's that's very true though. You were like the first, almost like the first or second one to know, you know, besides yeah. behind that spouse because oh. they're like, uh, "We got to switch our insurance." Oh.
0: I even called, if, I even <laughs> called him and be like, "If I trade this car in, how much does it yeah. increase or decrease my insurance?" Yeah.
2: <laughs> but the reality is, I mean, it all of them made sense in different scenarios. So like, <laughs> it, but it was just the time frame involved. Right. You're like,
1: really? <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> like,
2: one, it's one of those things that to me,
1: it's it was. I had to, I had to hit myself back because I know I was, you know, the devil was hitting on my door like, you know, you want that, you could do that, did it, and I'm like, I don't care, right? You know, I don't need to know the why, the who, the what, you know, right? Just be gracious and happy for them, but why, why put it on myself to be like, ooh, I want, I want, I want,
0: right?
2: I think a car one is easy for me because, like, in six months, that's not new anymore, and who cares? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the reality. Yeah. Like it it doesn't really matter. But we've also been blessed enough to buy a new car before, so I I know that like it's only new for 6 months and then who cares? It's not new and it's not any different than the 2008 Ford Fusion I drive. Yeah. Not after 6 months. Mm-hmm. Uh, like who cares?
0: Yeah. But to go back I mean pay back, like 30 grand for that so I, I
1: don't know. <laughs>
0: don't be picking fun because after you wanted the new cars then you got mad because somebody started a podcast. True? Right? Very true. Like that Philly yeah. Faith podcast.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like that's the thing is like it's Yeah, like
1: thing. always something. Right. Always something. You're always su- susceptible and and and, and he will hit at your pride.
0: Right. Yeah. You know,
1: because that's all that was. Yeah. that was a pride thing. That was a, really, you know... I mean, because honestly, I know of at least one to two other podcasts that have been started in town. You know what yeah. I mean? And some of them, you're like, really? Yeah. You know, but... For some reason, but of course, I'd never met whoever did that, so I was like,
3: it didn't make me angry. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, you had a face to to pour the rage out on.
0: (laughs) Before I flip the script there, Silent Ron, you got anything to add to what we've been talking about?
4: Uh, I don't think so. No? I don't know. The don't give up part, the only thing I can say is when I do try to give up, or I get overwhelmed and all I do is I just think of Jesus. That's it. Yep. What he went through that any normal man would have died from and then he carried the cross then he got nailed to the cross so when I'm overwhelmed and I don't think I can do it and I want to give up all I do is think about his walk and I tell myself if he can do it I can do it. Yeah. So Suck it up, pretty much. Yeah, right. Pretty like, much. yeah. So it always goes back to him. I can, you know. Of course, you can't really see it, but you know, you watch movies, you've seen it, so right. you kind of know, kind of what happened and all that. But you know, so that's yeah. my don't give up. If I if I'm having a bad day and I'm struggling, I just think of him. I think of that walk. Like I said, he was like torn to shreds. He still carried his own cross. He still got nailed. And I'm sitting here complaining about, I can't get a tire off the car. Right. Or I can't get the brakes to break loose. Right. And I'm getting overwhelmed. I'm getting frustrated.
1: I, I can't think and of... And I got to stop. Think of a better example. I got to gotta go back stop to. and sit <laughs> back a
4: minute and say, hey, look, you know, I can get this. Just give me a minute. You know, because... Like I said, he can do this and he can still keep walking with mm-hmm. everything just pretty much, I probably shouldn't say, but falling out. I mean, right, you know, yeah. from, and I'm complaining that, like, I hit my finger with a hammer. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> or busted your knuckles turning that wrench. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm done with this. So I just stop for a minute. I think about it and I go back to it. and it's just all easier mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm so
3: it's crazy. it's usually just a matter of perspective mm-hmm. right yeah just realigning your perspective so when, the,
4: when you say don't give up <clears throat> you know it used to be I would think of my family you know I'm doing this for my family right and, you know I go to work I hate this job I want to leave and mm-hmm. then you're like well I got my family so like you said suck mm-hmm. it up yep. Yep. keep going well now it's now that I'm on the other side and with Jesus, I think of him. Right. Yeah. Of course, I still think of my family. But, right. you know, that that momentum kick that gets me going again is thinking, you know, he did this for me. I can and do this, this has one got to thing. be the hardest thing in life to comprehend. Mm-hmm. I can get this tire off this car. Or I can change these brakes. This right. is nothing.
1: Right. Well, whatever is it is, no matter nothing. how monumental nothing it seems this, in that yeah. moment.
3: There's,
4: There's nothing absolutely. in this life that I can't do. If he can do this, I can do this. Now, look, could it take me a little longer? Yes. But, you know, he he did that for me. I can I can get through anything.
0: Right. Which I saved you for last on this part. Because the flip side of it is don't give up in your faith, right? Self-analyze. It's not the church that you're mad at. It's not the pastor that you're mad at. It's not the group of people that you're mad at. Like, boil that down, Mm -hmm. right? Like, are you really mad at God so you just stop going to church? Right. Right? Like, 20-plus years ago, I stopped going to church. Other churches. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we'll get one right. Like twenty plus years ago, I stopped going to church. It was because of a pastor. Yep. Right. Absolutely. I just gave up. Yeah.
1: And I believe this of anybody. If you're going there because of the pastor or because of the people that are there, or you're you're going for the wrong reasons. I agree. I mean, go where you're fed spiritually. That is, I mean, that is such a key. You know, and 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 I say that knowing that there's people that are gone that I miss,
0: right?
1: And I just pray that they're they're being fed wherever they go. Yeah, you know, because it, well, that's not why I
0: brought that up. But yes. no, 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 no.
1: But <coughs> excuse me, it just goes along with it because yeah, you know. And I mean that goes for anybody at this table. You know, I, it's not a oh, so you don't care. It's a I love you, but if you're not being fed. You're not there yeah. for the pastor.
0: Right.
1: You know, you're not there for the friends that are that are sitting two <laughs> rows ahead. Yeah. You're not, none of that. You that's know, you're like there that. to build your relationship with Christ. Right. You know, and we all know Sunday morning's not the only time you do that, you know, but yeah. that's, and that's what, like what we were talking about earlier. Be surrounded by a group of people that that's not how it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That You know, how often do we, you know, throw the, th- throw scripture you know back and forth or you know just little barbs, you know, little how you doings or whatever. To me, priceless. Because it reminds me I'm not in this alone. I'm not walking my walk with Christ alone. Yeah. You know, or it's not just me and my wife walking. It's we are surrounded by people that love us and care about us just because they do. Not because they have to. Not because they're told to, not because they're forced to, just because they do. And I can go to any of them if I have an issue and, and talk to them,
3: mm-hmm. you know? Well, I think that highlights, you know, the real importance of fellowshipping is the encouragement,
0: mm-hmm.
3: right? I, I don't think church builds your relationship with Jesus. That's between you and him, right? right? That's an individual thing between you yep. and him. What you get out of fellowship is the encouragement to persevere, to not give up, mm-hmm. right? And you can accomplish that. It, it, you know, we're accomplishing that right now. You know what I mean? The stipulation to gather to fellowship. You know what I mean? A Bible study can accomplish that. I would argue that if, if, if you walk away from a church building and that equates to you losing your faith in God, then you didn't ever worship God. You worship the church. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. I think far too many Christians today, their their hope and their, their salvation is tied up in the church, in the building, in the pastor, and the people there. They give Jesus lip service. But the truth is he's not really their savior. Mm-hmm. The church is. Right. And that's a problem. Yep. right. We, we've got to put him back on the throne and I don't want this to sound bad, but lower cho- church to its proper place, mm-hmm. which is beneath him. Oh yeah mm-hmm. right. Yeah, and I think too often absolutely. we elevate it equal to him or mm-hmm. even above him. Oh, and yeah. that, that is a problem.
4: Oh yeah. Yep. right. I love all my brothers in church. Mm-hmm. I love all my people in church. But when I go to church, I don't. I don't go for y'all, right? right. Yeah. I, I, don't, for, I, I don't go for you. I, I go for myself. Yeah. yeah. I don't even go for my I, wife. You know. I you to, know there I was time listen, I did. Yeah. I go to listen yeah. to Cole and try to get that one-on-one. Yeah. And try to understand what he's saying, and he puts it out there to where I can understand, which is greatly appreciated. I think the
1: Lord that yeah. he can <laughs> do it now. appreciated. I really do. Yeah, but I really so,
4: but, that, that. but that's my
0: point though. Like, at some point. It won't just be him, though, that you can
4: have that. No, you all help me as well. Right? No, no, I'm not
0: saying that. I'm just saying, like, when I first started going three years, four years ago now, whenever it was, right, like, if it wasn't that certain pastor, like, I didn't learn anything. Right. Mm -hmm. But then over time. You'd get
1: there, and you'd see a pastor, and you'd be like, ooh.
0: I wish oh, I didn't come today. If I did, <laughs> if I would have known I yeah. I don't know if I would have come, you know. But that, but that's the yeah. that's the spiritual growth that I see in myself. Like yep. I can go and even if it's the worst pastor I've ever heard in my life, I can still grab something out of that message, hopefully.
1: Let's just mm-hmm. say the disclaimer that you that's not been the case at church. <laughs> just yeah. So right. Yeah. Just so that it's said. Yeah. It's <laughs> I just want to say you know <laughs> but you no, know, that's why it
4: took me forever to find my church I'd go in one and sit there and listen to him and I'm like nope this is not the one Yeah, this is not the one and it wasn't really i didn't like what he said yeah for one it didn't make no sense to me
0: and that's the thing mm-hmm. that's the tool right if like that's the funnel that we need. No matter what it is, whatever translation you read in your Bible, you're reading it in that translation so that way you understand the, the context of the story.
2: Mhm. Right. Yep. I will just say it might be time to find a new church if you go to go to church and it's not the normal pastor. And you're excited at someone different.
1: No, yeah, sure.
2: No, you're absolutely right. Been there too. So, yeah. yeah. Like, yep. Yeah, but you're absolutely right.
0: Yeah. Looking back, that should have been a sign. Mm-hmm. All right, let's land the plane. We're going a little long here, so. All right, Jeff, you got one off the top of your I head, do. or off the top of your notes, whichever. I do got one. I do.
2: Um. No, Nobody said it would be easy, so don't ever
0: give up when it gets hard. Mm. Just pray so well. good more. Yeah? <laughs> you stole mics, so I'll, I'll skip you for now. No. <laughs> silent Ron? You no, got one? No. no. You're silent? Yeah. I,
4: you know, yeah, I do. Okay. I got my own personal things, and I don't really have nothing.
0: Okay. Mike?
1: I was going to say, don't give up on yourself because Jesus has you.
0: That's a good one.
3: Carl, I always got to follow you, so you're next. I don't have anything big. I didn't even know what I was going to say. But I do remember in in Exodus chapter 13, after he brings the people out of Egypt, Mm -hmm. right, it says that he didn't take them by the straight way. He wound them around through the wilderness, and it says he did that so that they wouldn't give up and turn back and run back to Egypt. We need to not argue with him on the path he takes us on. Sometimes it's going to feel like he's leading us along a windy, bumpy, uncomfortable road. And he may be doing that to keep you from giving up and running away from him. Yeah. Just follow him wherever he's leading you. Yeah. And don't complain about not having water and the food he's giving <laughs> yeah. you like they did. That's not oh, a good yeah. idea. <laughs> right? <What? laughs> Manna again? <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, I don't like quail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: we'll give you as much quail as you can handle (laughs) Um, yeah for me I think I said it there is If your don't give up is your light whatever you see your determination it wasn't really God who ever let you down it was a building or a person or a circumstance it was never God right absolutely and with that I'll read our Bible verse and we'll get out of here Matthew 19 26 but Jesus looked at them and said with man this is impossible but with God all things are possible join us on our Facebook group Broken Record Ministries that's where you can find this episode but if you're listening to this then you already know that um, you can chat with us Give us some ideas on some topics. Um, conversate with us about the episode that came out. Uh, we, have, we are on the Twitter machine at Broken Record. MI the number one. And if you want to go into long form, you can email us at ministries at gmail.com. Until next time.
4: Broken Record Ministry. Catch you on the flip side.